Today's guest fought earlier this year for the Invicta FC Adam Waite title and won by decision, but it was controversial. Her opponent, as well as others, felt she had won and that the judge's decision was wrong. So this past weekend, she defended her title against the same opponent. The outcome was the same. I'd like to welcome back to the show, the reigning Invicta FC Adam Waite champ, Jin Yu Fry. So welcome to the Evolve WMMA podcast featuring women who go against conventional thinking to pursue their dreams. These fighters inspire, empower, and unleash excellence within a new generation of female warriors as they rise and evolve into the best possible versions of themselves through the power of mixed martial arts. Hey, 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 this is Evolve WMMA, and I'm your host, Shelley Devine. Hi, Jen. Hi there. Hey, how's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? Uh, doing well. Uh, busy day for you, especially spending all the yeah. <laughs> all your day in a, in the hospital, right? Didn't expect to yeah, half a day there. Yeah. Do you do you get any? Um, are, are you able to see anything right away, or do you have to wait for the results? Um, they just said that the the left hand had a bunch of bone contusions, and then there was like a small hairline fracture in the nasal bone. So, no big deal. Hi, you look great. Uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last time you had more like you know the black eyes, you know, kind of a little raccoony under the under the eyes. This time it doesn't appear to be that. Yeah, not as bad. Yeah, yeah, you look good. You look good. So, congratulations. Thank you. You must have felt just complete elation finally, like to really kind of you know have that title and, and um, I mean, I know you had it before, but you didn't probably get the response that you had expected from, from uh, the media or, you know, just in general. I don't like, you know, like, and, and this time it was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm in there. I got it. I'm done. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, this camp was just, the, the whole camp was pretty weird with everything going on in my personal life. I just, yeah, it was a very different tone this time. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I was sorry to hear it, it. Was it Nano that you had to put down? Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. You've had, you've had him for a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I got her when I was 18 years old. Oh, gosh. Ooh. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. When, when I heard it, I was like, oh, this explains, um, you know, everybody, well, when, when I tuned in to watch Invicta, everybody's saying, oh, she's so angry and focused. And, and I'm like, I don't know if she's angry. Something else is going on. Like something else is going on. And, and um, didn't know what it was. But when you had said at the end, I was like, wow, that's, that's rough because that's like your little you know, I, I, I had, I had a dog that I, I didn't, I didn't have for as long as you did, but I, um, I had to let him go because he was just so destructive. I cried for three days. So I can't even imagine, you know, having a, a dog that long that you took to all the Invicta shows yeah. you had photos with, you had, he was with you all the time that, you know, he's your little buddy. Yeah, she's uh, she's definitely my messy. I didn't know if she was a she or he. I'm sorry, but I didn't know enough about him. But let her, but yeah, yeah, wow. She was my mascot. She was uh, yeah, definitely my road dog. Yeah, yeah, she's a cutie. I mean, I remember seeing the pictures, and I'm like, wow. And so then when you said that, I was like, oh man, that must be. And you didn't get a chance to grieve. Yeah, it was. It was. Rough. Um, I honestly had about. Mm, maybe like a two week period where I really like every day I was like, maybe I should just pull out. Like, I don't know if I have the energy for this. Really? Um, yeah. I, it was just, it was, it was just so traumatic. And yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead and just hold to my obligations and that sort of thing. And plus I had like vet bills out the, out the Yahoo. So, um, you know, I decided to go ahead and just stick with it. I'd already put so much work in. My coaches had put so much work in. You know, yeah. I didn't want Victa to lose their main event. So, right, right. You know, I just bit the bullet and just said, I'm going to do it. So, how soon before the show did you have to to put her down? 
Um, it was right at, just right at like a month. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like actually their event in Oklahoma city, um, I was supposed to be present at that event Mm. and, um, that was the week that it happened. And, you know, I called Shannon and I was like, I just, I can't do it. And, you know, she was, um, very understanding and every, you know, there was a bunch of promo stuff we were supposed to do. And, um, you know, I just said, I I can't, I can't do it. You know, everybody was so um did you have do you have like a little like a service for like your own little kind of ritual for 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 nano um we we had her cremated and so i have her remains and um they uh, made like a little paw print for me yeah yeah oh, i'm so sorry if i was there i'd give you a big hug because i get this i've had a lot of loss in my life and, and I, and I'm, I'm, I've kind of gotten the feeling after our first interview, like I told you, I didn't know much about you, but you had said you had a rough, um, childhood upbringing. And, and I had heard in an interview that you had, you know, your folks and you have a brother, but then I'm like, what, what happened? Because you talked about them, like, you know, you had, like, they went to Taekwondo and everything. And, um, are they still alive? Um, Yeah. Um, my yeah. older brother is around, both my older brother and my younger sister are around. Um, my mother's still around, but she's uh, mentally ill. Okay. But she's really a functioning member of the family. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that that is rough. So I'm sure Nana was probably your like your go to. Like if you had, um, you know, whatever's going on there, you probably put a lot of your emotions in with your dog. Like, you know, like they, 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 they respond to you. My sister passed away a long time ago. She had two dogs and, and, um, those dogs, um, were her life blood, you know, like it was like her babies and, and, um, they, they just, I don't know, pets are just, they, they know their, their owner, their master, their, their, their person. And they pick up on whatever it is that you go through emotionally through um life experiences and i would say that's you know when when her dogs died and then then she died and the other dog was left behind and he uh because she had two of them and it was just the dogs were so um connected to Mm -hmm. her so i can imagine for you this must be really really a, a tough period and and now you get chance to grieve and it's through the holidays which i'm sure you shared a lot of um fond memories and stuff so that must be yeah like a lot of fun things yeah so, she like i said i got her when i was 18 and so yeah really she'd been with me through every major milestone of, of my yeah. adult life so yeah all i mean all your all your goals too like everything everything wow so um yeah. How, 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 how were things, um, you know, after the show when you got home and you, I mean, like you didn't have her there. I mean, she was there the last show, right? Uh, yeah. She was, you know, she was waiting in the hotel room. Um, yeah. this time, you know, we just, there were, there were some people who had come into town, uh, to watch the fight. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just went back to, um, we actually stayed in the Airbnb this time. And so we went back to our Airbnb and, you know, showered up and then met them and, you know, it's a good time seeing everybody, but I definitely, you know, felt the, you know, her presence not being there, um, you know, because last time the first thing I did was go back to my hotel room and, you know, pick yeah. up my dog. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and they're usually like, you know, kissing, hugging you, like whatever, they're all over your face, like licking you and stuff. Oh, that's rough. I, 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 I empathize completely. I, you know, I had a neighbor too that just recently had to put his dog down because he wasn't well. Was Dano all of a sudden not well? Had something happen or? Yeah, she, she had been diagnosed um, with a heart murmur um, earlier in the year, um, but it was very mild and they said it was very manageable. Um, you know, she fit on heart medication and all of her checkups had been good. And we were actually coming up on a six month checkup and maybe a week or two prior, she she started having a lot of difficulty breathing. So I went ahead and just took her in early, mm-hmm. and uh, they ended up hospitalizing her. Um, yeah. You know, she, 
she was just getting worse and worse. Um, they kept her there for like four or five days. Um, they were kind of like towards the end, they were just like grasping at straws, like not really sure what to do with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ended up consulting like a cardiologist and he gave them like a pretty aggressive protocol to follow. And um, they did and it worked and it stabilized her and they were able to release her to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the vet said, um, you know, she went from a mild heart murmur to in-stage congestive heart failure. Oh, wow. So I, I don't know how long yeah. this is going to last. Um, yeah. And it only lasted like a week. And so. Yeah. Now you had her for like, see how many years? So you were 19? Like, I mean, there's like how many years? Just about 15, almost 15 years. Oh, wow. So she lived a long, I mean, for a dog, that's how old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was, cool. yeah, she had, I mean, a lot of years with you. Yeah. And I mean, she, she was still really spunky. She still had a lot of energy, but um, her lungs just kept filling with fluid because her heart wasn't working well. And it was kind of all the fluid was backing up in her lungs. And so she ended up just going into respiratory failure. Oh boy. That's a tough call for you to, to actually say, okay, I don't want my dog to suffer anymore. Yeah. That was, that was a hard one. Yeah. I think it's, um, I mean, I, I, I've lost family in my life and had to be with them on their deathbeds or whatever. But I think a pet, it's much different. And I don't know why that is. I find I'm more, I've been more emotional over a dog than I was um, over family members, which sounds pretty harsh, even though I love my family, you know, but um, I, I mean, like I said, losing the dog, I can remember not, I didn't lose him. I sent him away. and. I mean, maybe I felt guilty, but I, it, it was all the care involved um, with, with the dog over the years and, and send him away. It, I was so distraught. I couldn't believe how distraught I was. And then it made it really hard to get another dog because I was like, I didn't want to feel like that again. If yeah. you know, I had to give him up or if something happened or whatever, I, I just was astounded at how emotionally um, uh, they get to you, yeah. they get to you. Like, I mean, like I, I don't even know more so than even a kid. I have two kids. I'm like, my kids get to me, but like, um, a, a dog or a pet. Um, and if, if people don't have a pet, um, and they don't get it, it's like, there's something different about it. And I think it's because they're so vulnerable, um, because they're completely under your care. They're still, um, you know, you feed them every day, you take them out, you're, you're always caring for them. So it's, yeah, it's, it's rough. Yeah. That, and you know, they, they were able to stabilize her for about a week. She came home for about a week. Oh God. But she was on like probably seven different medications. I'm just like, I have timers set, you know, alarm set. I'm like constantly giving her medicine around the clock. You know, she was on like two or three different diuretics. And so she's like, I'm having to get up every night like every two hours to take her out to the bathroom like it was a mess but I was so happy that you know she was okay Um, Mm -hmm. but you know unfortunately it only lasted like seven or eight more days and then uh, she went downhill again so that's too bad that's I'm so sorry that's that's rough and it's rough before the time um, of of this particular fight camp and which was I, I can imagine very pressure pressure-ridden and um, higher expectations than even somebody new coming in for you to fight this, this last fight that you had, you know, just because it it was a, you know, a rematch with an opponent. You just, you just fought in, in um, July. Yeah, there was, I mean, and you know, with all the, all the stuff going back and forth on social media. Yeah you know, I, I try not to pay attention to it. And, and, and I really didn't, like, I didn't read a single thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, I still know that she's talking or whatever. And that she's, you know, saying that, you know, people are tagging me and stuff like, oh, she's going to put me to sleep in, in two rounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that, that kind of fuels the fire. And it's like, I already had so much raw emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm so upset and torn up over my dog. Yeah. But then, you know, that, that does feed in and it's like, it's hard to keep my composure. And I, and I I was angry going in, you know, to fight week this time. So you were angry because I know, um, the announcers, uh, Julie Kenzie was, she kept repeating that angry, angry, angry. And I was like, maybe she's just hungry, you know, like, um, I mean, 
Yeah, but but um, I I was thinking too that um, you know, was it possible that um, you know, you were just really focused, and then you had said um that part of your fight camp was concentrating on being mean. You know, can you can you talk about that a little bit about being you know more more aggressively mean? Um. You know, we just we, we just looked at little things um, like certain positions um, where maybe you have control and it's like, OK, well, you would just hit this person, you know, in this position. Um, you know, we kind of looked at, well, it would be a lot meaner, you know, if you did this, if you were, you know, if just just little things like that, like being just as savage as possible, like making that person as uncomfortable as possible mm-hmm. and keeping that in the forefront of my mind. Yeah. I, I really, um, one of the things that I did see in, in you when you came out and, and um, uh, the announcers did like it, and I, I liked it too, was the meanness. But I, I from, from a martial arts perspective, um, I saw the monster. And I don't know if you've ever heard that before in martial arts, the monster. It was kind of like a, um, a Bruce Lee. Actually, no. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm saying it. See, Joe James, James DeMille. He would talk about bringing up the monster. He was one of Bruce Lee's, one of his, you know, close students or whatever. And it reminded me of that, that you had it up and out. Like, you know, you're going in there, you're focused, you had very um, focused intentions that were, um, yeah, I'm going to F this chick up. That, that's what, you know, yeah. Yeah. And and it came through. It came through right in the first round. I mean, those elbows were. I was like, yeah, it's going down. She's like, this girl isn't putting me on the fence. You know, again, I'm like getting out, and I'm like saying, hell no, I'm controlling this fight. And and you did. You did. Yeah, you know, it's. You know, I guess maybe the silver lining of the whole situation is a lot of people have said that they're like, wow, we haven't seen you that aggressive before. We haven't seen you um get that get that mean get that gritty um and like i said it you know i i I feel like it was just all the emotion coming in and um so you know maybe that's the silver lining of the situation is that you know i was able to tap into a different part of myself um that normally um you know because normally i go in there and i'm just cool as a cucumber like Mm -hmm. you know i'm not angry i'm not mad i'm not Mm-hmm. about anything I'm just going in there and you know doing my best or whatever but this time like I, I was angry and I was sad and I was hurt and I wanted to hurt somebody else yeah yeah do you think part of it is from you know um some of the anger not necessarily that it was directed towards Mina for whatever being said on social media but some of your own personal um you know trials and tribulations that it just came out the rawness of that came out in in your emotions because Nano passed away and then it was just like I have an opportunity not that you were thinking that when you were going into the cage but I I have an opportunity to really unleash here and let all of it go and I'm I'm getting paid to do it but like you know but like I really can like unload here like you know whatever happened with say your your folks growing up and then oh my gosh and and your your dog obviously went through a lot for you like all your milestones at a young age when you you know putting yourself through school putting yourself through college doing all the things that you needed to do to get to this point this day and then nana leaves the planet and and you're in the cage now and it's like okay it's me i'm fully me now i got i reached a goal that has been my toughest goal. Ten, I'm gonna like come well enough. Ten years in, ten years in or whatever, and I I reached that goal, and and now I'm like okay, my little buddy's gone, and and here I am now, and I'm like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, the world's gonna see me, all of me, the rawness, and and I mean like it was a beautiful fight. I thought it was awesome. It was an awesome fight. Thank you. But do you feel like that kind of came out? I mean, have you had a chance to look at the footage at all? Um, I I haven't yet, and uh, I don't I don't know if it was just me trying to unload everything that I was feeling. I mean, it was just 
I was emotional, but then I was also like, you know what? This chick says she wants to fight me again. Be careful what you ask for because you might fucking get it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you want to stand there in the cage with me again? All right. Um, you know, you got off lucky. I, th- I think you got off lucky the first time because I didn't have the best performance. I was a little off the first time, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to make you sorry you asked for it again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, like you're one of the things that I noticed in, in, um, the difference between the two of you fighting is, um, you had the, uh, you had that, the monster, I'm going to call it the monster because that's the way I, I see it. Mm -hmm. And, um, in the first, I think it was the first round, um, she did, I think it was one of the first or second, she knocked you down, but then you got up and you were like, boom. And then you kicked her in the head and and, and basically the round ended shortly after that. And she might've, taken the round because of you know the knockdown sometimes the judges will favor that even though you had a really good first portion of of, of that round um but to me if i were a judge and i saw that you know the drama and the, the intensity i was like well who who was more intense who was more you know who had more game going in i was like you totally had it you you totally put your heart in like it everything was there. You were like, bam. I'm like, and I don't even know how you got that kick off. Cause it looked like you were on your heel. Like, you know, you were backing up, almost falling and you landed like factor. I was like, it would have been, it could have been potentially a good knockout kick. Thought you had her out at another time when you're throwing elbows too in the very first round. But I mean, it was so intense. And, and uh, I think Mina might not have, she she must have been taken aback in that in that first round when you guys first both came out. I was like, wow, this is this is this is this is like, you know, it reminded me of like you watch the guys that have like these grudge matches and and uh, they get really intense and mm-hmm. they come out and they're just slugging. And I felt like that all the rounds were like that. They you know like you guys you were really sharp and on like. I mean, your punch is connected where I didn't think sometimes hers actually even hit you. Yeah, I, um, I don't, I, I'm going to have to go back and watch it because there's a lot that I don't really recall. Yeah. <laughs> but I do recall, you know, several times like connecting hard and then just looking at her and it's like her eyes just didn't seem like they were registering everything. Like I felt like I was so close to knocking her out. And, oh, yeah. And then I, I kind of got a little excited and started headhunting. Um, and I think that's when she took me down, like probably late in the fourth or fifth round, maybe. Um, yeah. I was so mad at myself for giving up the takedown. I was like, I'm so much, my takedown has been so much better than that. But I was just so like. Yeah, I think you got more takedowns in the whole fight overall, where she tried to take you down, but she couldn't get you off balance enough to take you down. Like, I mean, I know she knocked you down once. And, yeah, you know, I, and I was, a, um, I think it was when I was throwing a kick and I was just a little bit off balance. Like it connected just at the right time. Like it was, it was amazing. I was like, whoa. It it wasn't like a uh, like I mean I wasn't seeing stars or whatever it was just it was timed really well yeah um, her end um, but yeah I, I I know I got a little uh, got a little bit of tunnel vision there towards the end because I I I knew I was so close to knocking her out and so I just started winging him so um, yeah you're I mean you're pun- I think you hit like if 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 you go back and and um, count like they I, I don't know if it's on the UFC sometimes they count how many strikes or you know. Mm-hmm. Or whatever I I don't think they do it on Invicta but like I think yours definitely connected more than than hers did hers were either short or they were missing you and hers you could see like yours I mean you know when you were when you were striking a couple times you saw her head go back and I'm like she didn't get knocked out I'm like holy me you know like <laughs> and even even the commentators were, were commenting, <laughs> commenting on it like wow you know it was really um very very good fight and in the end too if i think by the the fourth round she just didn't put enough in to even get the judges to to sway it her way you you still were like the intensity was there you're like you're not taking this belt away from me and that came totally across where she didn't do enough to 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 fight you for it i don't think yeah in my corner um my my boxing coach um and he come, he's, um, you know, he's Hispanic and they, they teach his home gym. They teach Mexican style boxing and those kids are just hard nosed and mean. So, you know, he doesn't, um, he doesn't deal with bullshit at all. Yeah. And um, he was just like, look, 
she doesn't want to fucking bite you anymore. He's like, she doesn't want to be in there with you. She yeah. doesn't like, it. doesn't like these hard hits. So you fucking end her. You keep going forward and you put her down. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm going to manage my best. And, uh, it kind of sucks because I, you know, would have liked to finish, but, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't happen that way. Um, I think, um, I did put out, I, I asked Mina if she wanted to comment on the fight because I think she's kind of, she, she, um, a little quiet or everything's there wasn't too much on her social media that I could see. And I didn't look at like Twitter and Instagram or whatever. I just looked at Facebook, but um, I did ask her and she said she thought that you guys put on a really good um, fight. She hadn't watched it yet. Um, and then she had said that she'd be game for any other Adam weight. So I think she, to me, that sounds like, okay, you know, she's not gunning for you again, which, you know, um, I think is probably a good thing and that she's, you know, open to whatever Invicta is going to throw at her where before she definitely wanted, you know, the rematch. So I thought that was um, respectful, even though she had no, you know, claimed to have no respect in, in uh, the, the pre-fight videos that they had of you, which I have to ask, I'm like, what's, what's spouted? You had like this little sarcasm there young lady that, that if if there was a fire i wouldn't piss on her i was like whoa okay so like Corey is always trying he's the video guy and he's always trying to get me to say just like you know polarizing things like that uh, <laughs> it was polarizing and, and i never do I, i'm usually pretty polite and politically correct and even though and like the whole like my video segment was pretty much over and I mean, I was still mic'd up, but I kind of thought it was off record and we're just all like joking around. And then he's like, but really, how do you feel? And so I said it. Um, <gasps> of course. And so I actually didn't even know that they were going to use that. Like the next day, Douglas was like, my, my husband was like, oh my God, did you see what they posted? And n normally fight week, like I don't keep up with anything, you know, yeah. I'm just kind of in my own world and, yeah. um, you know. And so he he had pulled it up and I was like, oh, I had no idea they were going to use that. Um, I kind of thought it was off record, but I mean, I, I was still mic'd up, but right. you know, we were, we were done filming our, our segment and. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I get I think, it. I think they're, they're trying to sell you guys. So this sells, you know, like interviews before. And I, I pretty much did a blackout this time. Like I didn't, I didn't do any pre-fight interviews. Um, like all these media outlets were hitting me up and I was like no I just like it's not in me right now I can't yeah. use my energy to stay focused like I can't I'm not doing any of that and so you know they didn't get any of the like the pre-media hype or pre-fight hype that they wanted so I guess they were going to create it themselves um and I'm actually like fortunate because it actually digress it actually got a lot worse than that so I'm lucky that that's all they no <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was Thoughts, but it's okay. It's fine. Oh boy. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, but I was like, wow. I'm like, what happened that I missed? <laughs> you know, like what, what kind of stuff was said on social media to make her go like that way? I was like, wow. And Angie was like, did you really say that? Was that stage? <laughs> yeah. And at first I, like, like I said, I didn't even know what she was talking about. I was like, I mean, I get I don't know what to talk about. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I said it, but it, I thought it was off record. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. That, well, now you got to be careful what you say. Or you got to say, this is off the record, right? <laughs> Rolling, apparently. Oh, man. I, so you have the most amazing abs I have ever seen. <laughs> I am like, I, I know, you know, you're a professional athlete. I know that, you know, you work out 24 seven, but okay. Just some little secrets about how you get your abs the way you do. Um, you know, I think I'd be lying if I said genetics didn't play like a pretty good part. Like my, my niece, she's like eight and she's, uh, she's a gymnast. My eight, my, my eight year old niece has a six pack. Um, like everybody on the Korean side of my family, everybody's just really super lean. Like my nephew, he's built like the same way mm -hmm. uh, he wrestles and my older brother, like all my older brothers. And like I said, my niece, she's eight and she was like, they're perfect. Like perfect. Like, I mean, like the, I was like, did she paint those on? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I feel like they're perfect. 
80% of it's probably diet. Um, and so living with a nutritionist, you know, I get like, like now is my one week of like getting to eat just tons of junk food, but yeah. you better next week we're back on, you know, chicken and vegetables and yeah, what, we have, what, it's about 80, 20, like eating good about 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then 20% of the time get to, um, you know, eat junk food. What's your favorite junk food? Um, probably cheesecake. But I actually don't get that all the time. It's usually just like right after my fight and then um, not again until after I fight again. <laughs> right, right. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. I'm like, I mean, so when you're, when you're getting ready for fight camp is, I mean, I get the genetic thing, but even your diet, it's just chicken and, and uh, protein and a lot of vegetables pretty much. And then do you eat certain times of day? Do you do the six meals or do you do you know, um, um, intermittent fasting, like, you know, it's, it's not uncommon just to, for me to get up and have like black coffee and water and then probably not have a meal until like two or three in the afternoon. So you do Um, the bulletproof, huh? Bulletproof, uh, coffee, coffee and butter. Oh, I I didn't know that was called, but I usually do coffee and butter or coffee and ghee. And then, yeah, like usually all I'll have, and then we'll eat, you know, sometime between like one to three ish. Um, and then I might have like, you know, something with carbs, like right before I go train mm-hmm. um, and then I'll eat after, but yeah, uh, you know, I eat clean most of the time. And like, I was actually going to go back to training this week. Um, you know, but, um, my hand's still a little busted up. My nose is a little busted up now, but I mean, even next week, um, I'm probably going to go back to training. It's not like I take these like extended, um, periods off in between my fights like if I'm ready to go I get right back in the gym I just obviously I'm not the intensity is different you know but I have two training partners with fights coming up and they need me there um, and they're there for me so you know I have to return the favor right that's great that's great that you have um the training partners do you have female training parties or are they male um they're both but we have we we're, we're building a pretty good squad of females we have like five or six um, like they're pretty regularly. Most of them are flyweights, unfortunately. Um, but I have one girl who's a, um, she's a straw weight. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but most everybody else is flyweights. And then we have like one or two, um, bantamweights that actually come down from Oklahoma city, uh, Julia Avila and, um, Sarah Alfar. And then we have Christina Williams from Bellator that comes down. So those three girls make the trip pretty often from Oklahoma city. That's awesome. So you have some help there. I, 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 I can't imagine there's too many atom weights, you know, women that are your size. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're tiny. <laughs> Even on like light days um, where we're just drilling, I'm like, you do realize I'm having to like pick your ass up and you're like 140 pounds. So it's like, even though it's supposed to be like light work, I'm like, I'm still having to pick you up and down like numerous times. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, and then if you have to work against a guy or something, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. Like it's, it's rough. I'm like, uh, that's, that's, that's are like, you don't, you don't lift weights. And I'm like, no, I lift bodies. Yeah. Lots of bodies. And all different. Like, <laughs> There's no time for lifting weights. There's no need for lifting weights. I'm lifting heavy bodies. It's fine. Yeah. Is that pretty much your, your exercise routine? Do you do any weightlifting at all? And you're just uh, ripped? Uh, yeah, no, no weightlifting. We'll do like body weight stuff um, just because it's a lot easier on the body. And then um, actually this camp, I did a ton of road work. We, we had a, we'd adopted a dog in like April and he's a Belgian Malinois, which they're like just super high energy, like work dogs. Mm-hmm. And so um, I pretty much have to run him every day. Um, mm-hmm. other than a total spaz. And so honestly, like in the last two months, I probably put in like 120 miles. Uh, I would do my normal training and then in between sessions, I would always take him for like a three to five mile run. Wow. But this time just a ton of road work in addition to everything else. Yeah. That's a lot of road work. Wow. I mean, you could run a marathon. (laughs) Yeah. Felt like it. Yeah, you could. But I noticed noticed the difference too. Like I felt, um, um, I felt like a little bit better shape. Like I definitely wasn't getting fatigued near as quickly. I was recovering a lot faster and my legs felt great. They never really got 
fatigued. So. Yeah, you guys were, I mean, you were definitely sharp. You both, both were pretty sharp all rounds, I think. And I mean, for Mina, that's the only, I think it's probably the second time that she's gone five rounds because I think her first time was with you. You've been this course several times. Well, I, I've put in the camps, but I've never like gone all five rounds until, okay. until the last time too. Yeah. Um, but like I put in, I, I don't know, almost like half of my fights have been, you know, for, for titles. And so I've, I've put in a lot of five round camps, but I've never actually till last time gone the, dis gone the distance. So. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's, that's a burn. lot of rounds. Five minutes is a long time to fight. Like, I don't want to do that again. Like, I got to start getting these people out of here quick. Um, yeah. For the birds. Oh, say that again, because I, I lost you. I said fighting for 25 minutes is for the birds. I got to start getting people out of here a lot quicker than that. Yeah. I don't want to fight 25 minutes anymore. <laughs> it's pretty amazing that a woman your size can actually knock somebody out. I mean, I know in your previous fights you've had, how many knockouts have you had? You've had several. Um, I have I have one as an amateur, um, one early in, you know, against Darla Harris. And then I've had like two or three fights where I've hit people and like knocked them down, but, um, haven't, it's, it's been a while. I could use one of those knockouts again. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought you were going to have it in this fight a couple times. I really did. I, I mean, like when you knocked her head back and even in the first round, I thought the elbows. Now, do you typically throw elbows? I was like, have you thrown them before in a fight? You know, I, I haven't thrown them a lot. Um, and I think it's just, um, I don't know. I just, I should forget they're there. <laughs> oh man, you were, you were nailing her with the elbows. Like they looked so mean. Like, I think, um, she, she got a welt somewhere and then I don't know, I don't know what gave her the bloody nose or bloody lip, but, um, was either an elbow or but you had done one where you somebody said oh nice nice elbow but you came in and you punched and then the elbow came I was like yes oh that was that, like that was you, all that meanness we were talking about earlier what's that so that was all that meanness we were talking about yeah earlier. yeah I'm like and what a way to be mean throwing elbows that's they're just so you know effective when you're in close and I think they're so underused and when I saw you using them I was like yes I'm like, that is so cool. Um, it, it's like, you know, utilizing your knees and a lot of people will do that, but they forget the elbows. And I don't know why, because they're so easy to throw when you're in that proximity, like from all angles to get up underneath, you know, over the, their arms, underneath their arms. Um, even when you're on the ground, you know, like if you're in a, you know, compromised situation, you know, like you just got your back or you can, elbow back or I don't know like even when you're on your back it's just amazing so I was really pleased to see that <laughs> from from a fan fan's point of view I'm like they're so underused and and you were using them I was like damn girl that was awesome very cool and did you feel comfortable throwing them yeah yeah you got a new tool yeah you look good you got a new tool I got it they seemed effortless they seemed effortless it felt like they felt pretty good. Yeah. One of the other things I wanted to comment about, which I thought was hilarious, and um, probably nobody picked it up, but they had Megan Anderson doing the post-fight you know, interviews. And from the get-go, when I first had seen her, I, didn't, I never realized she was that tall. For one, okay, I just I because it's hard to tell on TV, like if you've never seen her in person, but I never realized she was that tall. And so then. She's the first, the first match, um, I think it was like, who was it? Um, Brianna, um, Chantel Coates won and she's talking to her and they're just everything. But I'm like, holy shit, like, you know, the camera and they have like half of her. You were the only one that actually looked up, smirked and came down. And I'm thinking, is she thinking it's because she's so tall? Were you? Yeah. yeah <laughs> you were the only one. This is so ridiculous. And like, I mean, she's already a tall girl, but then she was also, you know, wearing heels because she's in a dress. And I'm like, yeah. this couldn't be any more ridiculous. Like, I wonder if we're even in the same frame right now. <laughs> yeah, 
that's what I was, I mean, like, I was like, oh my gosh, is anybody going to comment on this? Is anybody going to say anything? And of course, you're the only one, I think, the whole night that actually did. And, and I mean, for her, I think she did an awesome job. She looked beautiful. So I'm not knocking that, but just yeah. <laughs> the height thing, I was like, this is just so comedy written because you, you have all these these basically tiny, tiny, tiny women <laughs> and she's just towering like, over you everybody was so short um <laughs> and you had the brianna van buren and um daniel Taylor. like all of them are like really pretty short for yeah. the weight classes and yeah i was just like oh this is so ridiculous like i feel like i'm talking to her boobs <laughs> I started to crack up. I was like, she's the only one that got it. I'm like, oh my God. So like, I eyes are up here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How could you keep a straight face? I'd be like, you know, please, can you get down to my size? <laughs> you know? It's so funny. Oh my gosh. I was dying on that. Um, so um, who do you see as the, maybe the next uh, person that you might have to defend the title against? Um, I don't know, some, somebody, my brother was telling me that, um, you know, both Cummins and Zapatello are both trying to make, trying to make their case, and they, they both make pretty good cases, um, you know, I think they both won, like, two fights, and Zapatello's undefeated, and, you know, Cummins has looked good in her outings, and, um, so, I don't know, I mean, I've already, I've already beat Cummins, but, you know, she's champs, and feels like, you know, she's got a different skill set now or whatever I, I don't know I, I mean I don't really have a preference either way yeah. um, I, I that was actually my last fight on my Invicta contract so um you know we have some negotiating to do um so we'll see we'll see what uh, into the does. new year yeah. yeah the negotiation thing coming into the new year two plus you're a champ now so yeah you um I mean you got the two fights this past year with them and they were both you know um the championship fights which was really cool um so next year, uh, if you do have a fight, would it be like probably in July again, do you think, or would you be defending that soon or? I, I don't know. It's like, I, if they were like normal fights, I would want to be a lot more active than two fights a year. But then, you know, when you start getting to these five round fights and all of the preparation that goes into it, I mean, it's, it's hard on the body. It's, mm -hmm. it's a lot. Um, so, you know, I don't, that, that's, um, it's kind of a hard one to answer. Like, I don't know mm. how soon I would be ready, especially with just, like I said, everything that I had going on and, mm. you know, just trying to come to terms with, um, you know, my dog passing and everything. Like, yeah. you know, I just kept telling myself, just like, just get through this fight and then, you know, you can have some time to yourself. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens and, you know, how the negotiations go. Right. Right. Um, there was another fighter, um, I think it was her, not her pro debut, what was it, um, I, I, what is she, um, Anastasia Nikolakakos, all right, I think she was, well, I think she's now 2-0, and oh. so it would be a little bit too soon for her to, I think, um, you know, fight you, but I thought, wow, she is definitely somebody to watch. She's just, for somebody to come in that new and, and, and moving, she's got the quick twitching muscles. I'm like, she's someone you should watch because um, she just cut angles and was so fierce, um, has a different type of mentality, I think, uh, in the cage that you see maybe a little bit more, just vicious, you know, like, and, and very yeah. fast very I still, like I, I didn't watch the whole fight um but I there's you know there's TVs in the back and yeah. every while I would look up and catch um little snippets of it and um yeah she looks good like if I were in her position I'd start calling out you know some of the people on top and you know looking to start making jumps to the top absolutely know, absolutely I I see her as um a competitor for you like I mean and it would be I think uh, I like to see her fight a longer, longer rounds because she only went, I think, two rounds. She won, on, you know, and uh, with a ground and pound TKO. But um, I'd like to see her as, you know, one of those ones. I don't know too much about some of the other ones that are in the top, you know, whatever they're ranked, whatever, and that are still fighting for Invicta. Um, 
so it's it's hard to tell you. Other than that, like I mean, I think Alicia and um, Ashley, but Ashley, you fought already. So I, I you know, I, I think um, Alicia would be the next one, you know, mm -hmm. possibly if whenever they decide to end up doing that, and how soon you're ready to actually get step foot back into the cage, which would be some cool fight. So can't I? I mean, I really like to see you fight again um, when you're ready. And you're feeling like good about it and everything. I, I can imagine now there, there was a lot of stress around that fight. You yeah, know, that's building up to the hardest, hardest camp for sure. Yeah. Um, I, to, you know, and I'll be completely honest. Like I was an emotional train wreck. You know, I'm crying in the morning. I'm crying after practice. I'm crying at night. It was, wow. it, it was a mess. So yeah. uh, it was yeah. definitely took a little bit of fortitude to uh, grit my teeth and get through it. Yeah, you've talked a lot about you know, okay, this is the next step you know, and dealing with these um, um, next, you know, the next, next rung on the ladder to, to be pushing yourself for these challenges. Do you see this as, um, okay, I've, I've completed this, you know, ambition is a, is a powerful thing. And I know you're an ambitious person and you're, you're a competitive person, but now that you've reached these goals and with this emotional, um, you know, all this other stuff, are you, are you going to sit back and maybe reevaluate life sorts of things too? Or do you think it'll change you in any way? Um, maybe, maybe a little bit. I, I definitely plan on taking um, a little bit of time for myself and just to kind of let the dust settle, um, you know, and I just hired a new manager and, you know, see, see what he can get done. Um, you know, like I can't take too much time off because I've got training partners at the gym, but, um, yeah, I just, you know, kind of let the dust settle, kind of, um, enjoy this moment mm. and, you know, let everything in my personal life kind of get settled and situated. And, um, yeah, I mean, the new year's right around the corner. Perfect time for fresh starts. It, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, this, this holiday season, you'll get chance to kind of, um, chill a little bit you can eat what you want yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know you know i mean like thanksgiving must have been yeah you're, you're in fight camp still and um yeah but at least christmas and new year's you can kind of kick back a little you know a little bit for whatever however a professional athlete would kick back <laughs> you know have a glass of wine and be in bed by 10 that's how I yeah that. yeah <laughs> Yeah. So I would say your emotional capacity has definitely expanded because of this particular fight. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you've dealt, you're dealing with the whole spectrum, grief, loss, elation to winning, reaching your goal. I mean, it must be really, I can't imagine what's going on inside you. And if, if you shut your eyes and you could Come up with maybe three words to express what now after it all has been for you. Um, relief. Um, there, there is, you know, happiness as well, and uh, probably just fatigue, like. You know what I mean? It's just been such an emotional roller coaster. Um, everything I dealt with, you know, the stress of the fight, you know, the the animosity, you know, the the getting in there and getting it done. You know, there's just like I said, it's just been up and down and up and down, and mm. I'm pretty exhausted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's been a long, a long road for you, and and actually to to get the um, the belt to, you know, to get that, um, to achieve that. And then, and then two, to have to kind of, okay, I want this to be a decisive win. And, um, where did before kind of feel like it wasn't because it, you know, there was, there was some doubt among like, you know, generally out there. You know, it, it's like, I, going back and watching the fight, like I, I felt like, I did enough to win, but, mm. um, you know, I did feel like there was kind of a cloud over it. Um, just because, 
you know, that's, that's not the way you want to win. That's not, you know, you don't want um, people saying it was just more like a toss up or whatever. You know, it's like I had, I had plenty of people, you know, message me either way. Like I had, you know, people saying, you know, oh, that was horrible robbery or whatever. But then I had other people who are like, you know, respectable, knowledgeable people like Ariel Hawani had messaged me and said, you know what, I felt like that was the correct decision. You know, someone who's a, um, who's an analyst and knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. So it did feel good, you know, and a little bit validating to hear it from people like that. But still it was like, there, there was a, a cloud kind of cast over it and um, you know, I didn't, I didn't. And so I felt like maybe a little extra pressure coming this time. So I'm like, I didn't, I didn't want it to be a fluke. Right. Yeah. Like some people were, you know, calling it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, my, my feeling was, Oh yeah. You, every round I was like, yeah. And I had different reasons why maybe not the judges reasons why they, they do things, but I was like, yeah, she's just shown way more than, than what for, for a title shot and a rematch. I mean, like Nina really had to come in and do way more than even what she did. She had to show some, something else too in there. And I don't think she really, she did. I think, um, by the last round, she was probably done. Like, I mean, she tried to come at you, but she just didn't have enough to, to really, you know, do it at all in that. And I think now she may know that. Yeah. And, and I will say like, I normally standing backstage, I usually don't catch a whole lot of the video interviews, but it just so happened, like everything kind of got quiet. And I heard like one snippet of her interview saying that, you know, in the last fight, she's like, she didn't want to be in here with me. And I tell you what, that lit a fire under me and I'm like, we're about to find out who doesn't want to be in here uh, with who. Um, mm -hmm. So that was kind of a weird thing. Cause like I said, I never, I never usually hear any of that or catch any of it. And it just so happened this time I caught, you know, that little snippet and uh, yeah. yeah, got me a little hot right before I went out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, you know, this is, this is mine. I'm keeping it. And you definitely said that. I mean, like it, it was felt, it was, totally like I mean it was there like you're not taking this away from me and I and I'm hoping that in even in your next fight you'll have you'll come in with that same fierceness of of just you know um not playing it safe in the fight because I don't feel like you played it safe when you went in there which I I like and I think fans really like that and and they and I think it says a lot more about a fighter that's why there's there's fighters that we just love, like some of the guys um, uh, that, that go in and they just throw it all in there. They, they leave their heart in the, in, the, in the cage and fans acknowledge that. And I really felt like that you did that. Um, where, I, and, and anything can happen, you know what I mean? Like, and it's that, that's what makes it so exciting is like anything can, can happen, but fans know that, okay, she's really in there and she's, um, doing everything she can. And that's the great thing about Invicta because you do see that with the women's fights because you are trying to keep something going still and keeping something alive. You know, even the Adam Wake division, for instance, you, you know, like you're representing that and um, other women are coming up. You've got the target on your back and um, now you have to perform, you know, more so even you, you, you're stepping up and, and, you have to go in there even more so if you want to keep that belt. But say, you know, you had Anderson Silver when he lost and it's like, he, you know, like he, people used to love going in because you knew he was putting everything in there. And there was a period of time where fans were saying, well, he's not putting everything in there. He's just showboating, you know, like, and he's, and then he came back and he put, he said, I'm sorry, I, I'm putting everything in there. So I'm hoping you as a leader, and and as a representative of Invicta, the Adam Wake belt, um, that even though you had this raw emotion and it was fueled by a lot of personal um, events in your life, that you will still come out and you'll be able to draw upon that. And that's about drawing the monster and being able to recognize it and knowing it. And okay, I know how to bring this fuel up in me and, and, and then bring that calm spirit that you have too, that you already have and integrate them. And I think this particular uh, fight that you had, um, that's what your dog left you with. Yeah. 
you know, it, to know the full spectrum of what we are as human beings and then to really deliver it in the cage. And when we see that on TV, that's why, why fans love this. And that's why fans love certain fighters over others. And you're, I mean, you've been in it for 10 years, so you have a history. Now people are going to start like, okay, I'm going to look back at your, like all your, what they missed. Mm -hmm. And um, as you move forward and, you know, your fight career is finite, but it's as long as you want it to be, you know? Um, there's still guys that, oh God, what the heck is his name? And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm Hendo, <laughs> you know? Like you see him fight and I'm like, oh my God. Like you never know how it's gonna go. And he's just has so much passion. He's been fighting since he was like a freaking kid. And yeah. I don't even know how old he is, but I think he's in his forties. And, yeah. and, um, and I, I, I'm always astounded, but he's like a guy, I'm like, I'm terrified because I'm like, he's gonna get knocked out, he's gonna get killed. And I see you as being one of those greats. Yes. Yeah, I do, I really do. You're, you, I mean, when you, when you're, when watch you fighting, you have something else that, and you displayed it, I think, in this fight. And you should just, I mean, like, look at the fight and watch yourself and you'll be like, wow, that was me. Where did that come from? Who knows? Maybe I'm turning over a new leaf. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think so. I think so. You know, it, it, it evolving. <laughs> That's it. You are. You are very much. I want to thank you for being on the show. Is there any shout outs that you um, like to say or any last words of wisdom or um, anything you'd like to add? Uh, no, it just probably just thanks to my team, my coaches, my, my training partners. Um, you know, they really came through a lot for me at this camp and it was important. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. It's well-deserved. You fought for it. All right. Well, I'll talk to you next time. Yeah. I look forward to having you on the show again too, Jen. Can't wait to see what you do next. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. So, wow, what a deep conversation with Jin Yu Fry. Sorry to hear about her, her dog. I know that was a great loss for her, uh, but to get in there, it's amazing. Um, fighters, you know, going through their fight camp and we, we never know the behind the scenes story um, as to why they might be behaving in a certain manner. And then when you hear it afterwards, you're like, wow, how did you do that? And how did you how did you get through that because you know each of us are in our own lives um you know sometimes going through things and we do need to see examples of people persevering through difficult times and and um staying on course and uh being responsible and dedicated and loyal and um you know, sticking to what we say we're going to do instead of, I mean, she could have decided to say, hey, I'm, I, I can't fight. I can't do this fight and could have bagged. And she didn't. She got in there and she used that raw emotion uh, to expand her own emotional capacity as a human being and got in there and did what she needed to do. And she maintained, she wasn't going to have that taken away from her. She, she maintained and defended her title against Nina Grusander. And I think, um, you know, lots of respect to her. I, um, I thought it was a great fight and uh, I'm glad to see her as the Invicta Adam Wade champ. And um, hopefully she has a wonderful time off and rest and uh, her hand heals up. But um, it was great having her on the show again. And I, I look forward to speaking to her again very soon. So if you liked what you heard today and are eager to hear more, remember to subscribe um, and download on iTunes and leave us an awesome review. It helps people find the show. Or you can listen while doing other things. Uh, you can find us on Pod Podomatic, Shout Engine, and Spotify at Evolve Women's MMA. Or if you prefer to watch, you can uh, find the latest episode on YouTube at Women's MMA. 
you can always follow us at facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. This is Shelly Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening.